Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. I don't know why I'm laughing, but I am. Uh, This is episode 97. We're doing listener stories part two. We did not get through all of them last week, so we're, you know, doing it again. Yeah, so if you listened last week, just think of that general idea, but... Again, part two. These are the travel stories that you guys have sent in. We're going to read and react to them for the very first time on air. Getting excited. Live, except a week before this comes out. Exactly. (laughs) But live at this very moment. So let's go ahead and dive in because those stories are not going to read themselves. They won't. I don't think. If we didn't do this episode, we would maybe find out. But since we are going to read them, so. Oh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Thank you all for joining us. This is, of course, episode 97, because 97. we know you keep track. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, we keep track. I mean, we got, we ha- it's kind of like our job to keep track, but we're also doing it yeah. out of fun. It's hard not to keep track. Right. I mean, Cause it's, 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 counting. it's literally just going up once a week. So, I mean, if you can't keep tra- track of that, then what are you doing? I mean, after 97, you know, that's it's a high number. It's hard to count that high. Speaking of high numbers... Episode 100 is a coming, and we want to let you know one of the special things about episode 100 is that, in a way, we will be live True. on Instagram. Now, the, the episode will still be released as a normal podcast episode the next week as it is, but we will be live while we're recording the episode. Why will we be live? Is that what you're asking yourselves? Well, the reason is because... You guys, if you'd like to, you can send us questions and we'll answer them during the episode. So we'll have that screen going and every few minutes we'll take a look, see if there's any questions and we'll answer you guys as we are recording the episode. Yeah, it should be pretty fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I hope people actually, you know, show up. If not, it's going to be a very boring 100th episode. Yeah. And, and, and we're very sorry for our American listeners because the time difference, it kind of does not favor you so well. So, but guys, just prepare yourselves and we're going to let you know um, in the next episodes as well to remind you, this is going to be on Wednesday, April 6th. We will be uh, recording at 7 p.m., but that is German time. Right. So 1 p.m. East Coast American time. Yeah. And 10 a.m. for those on the West Coast in California, Oregon, et cetera. And for those of you in the middle of the country, you can do your own math. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but, but yes, April 6th, Wednesday, we will be live. If you feel like answering, sending us some questions or just trolling us, do it. <laughs> do it. That'll be fun too, you know? Yeah. And, and again, it's not going to be a normal episode. There's going to be a lot of special good stuff going on. I feel like if you have a troll, it means like you made it, right? I mean, someone's trolling you. you we did something. If somebody takes time out of their day to hate on you. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're putting out some good content. So if you want to hate on us, please welcome. To- <laughs> oh God. I, I really hope this doesn't lead to actual trolls coming. This is going to be fun. Um, in other news, Berlin will be removing almost, and most of Germany, almost all of its corona regulations on April 4th. First, Mm -hmm. originally these regulations were supposed to be lifted on March 20th, but because of the rising numbers are giving us some extra time because numbers are rising again for whatever reason. Uh, Recently, Germany logs over two, logged over 250,000 new cases in just a day. In a day. Remember when like 50,000 cases a day was horrific? Remember Remember when like 5,000 was horrific? But yeah, remember when you thought 50,000 could not get any worse? That 250,000 is the highest it's been in the two years of the pandemic. But yeah, starting April 1st, maybe it's a joke, April Fool's Day, who knows? (laughs) But starting April 1st, people will be able to enter restaurants and cafes without vaccination cards or negative tests. 
People can enter shops without wearing masks and also large events will be allowed to take place again. I think they're going to keep the mask rule for public transportation and like care homes, things like that. But yeah, for, but it sounds like for normal life, like we're, you and me, everybody, we're used to every time we go inside somewhere, right. masks, now that will be gone. So you'll have to get used to going inside of stores and shops and whatever and, key, and movie theaters and seeing people not wearing masks. But I know a lot of scientists here are still um, saying that we should at least keep the mask mandates everywhere, which... I tend to agree with. Why not? Doesn't hurt much. Mm. Um, but hey, let's see what happens. This should be kind of scary, interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, Germany's committed. It's, I think most of the world has now committed themselves to ending this thing, whether or not it's actually ending. So you know. like, it's not really ending. It's more ignoring it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. It, it's an, it's interesting though because with some Omicron. It's a lot less deadly than the previous versions. Uh, people and and whether or not you're vaccinated or not, you get it anyways. And it seems to be for me and everyone else I know who have gotten it. It's really been like the most minor flu they've ever had. You know, so yeah. it's 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 not something to fear as was Delta or the first variant. Now, of course, there are um, people um, you know who are uh, immune compromised, etc. Which you know I'm sure it's it still affects in a serious way. So let's try to take you know take care of them a little bit to have some. Be a little conscientious of those around you. Even I think when the regulations are gone, I'm still going to wear my mask inside, I think. You never know. I don't know. I will as well for a certain amount of time. Not my entire life, but for, <laughs> you know, for the next year or so or, you know, yeah. until until it really feels like, okay, it, it's, you know, uh, the minority of people have corona rather than right now where it's like just try to find somebody who, who isn't just smothered in corona. You know? Smothered it. So um, anyway, so yeah, April 1st thing, I mean, it'll be weird life. It'll be kind of when we went to uh, Poland recently. Yeah, they had no masks there. They just didn't right, care. They, nothing, nothing Corona related was happening there. And, and it was weird, right? You know, at, at first to, to just walk in somewhere and there's 50 people around you and no one's wearing a mask. And so yeah, it was kind of like uncomfortable. My, my brain has gotten used to, you know, not being in big crowds, especially without masks on. It yeah. just, it's like my, my, I don't know. It was a very bizarre, very bizarre feeling for sure. Yeah. But I noticed over the days that we were there, we got slowly more and more comfortable with it but just right. because you couldn't avoid it everywhere you went there was just we were there's nobody wearing masks i anywhere. felt weird wearing a mask you know? yeah exactly you were the you were the weirdo so anyways so things in germany will change and we'll we'll see how that feels yeah for sure um yeah that's about it for news but uh how was your weekend i haven't seen you uh since last week yeah this weekend i, I had to do a late a late work on um Friday and by late I mean I was like working to like four or five a.m. So I was just exhausted the whole weekend, uh, and so that really screwed me up for the whole weekend because it like just screwed up my whole your whole body clock sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My whole sleep cycle. So I was really tired. Plus, it was actually I had a few because um, my girlfriend was out of town visiting her parents, and I always take that as like a good opportunity to do like projects around the house that I know she'd be annoyed by if she saw me doing them. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so so I did it so I did did a few projects that I knew were gonna be like really messy and annoying. So I did them while she was gone. So I kind of just did mostly um an at home chilling uh weekend. And, and you made a Huxa, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was at Non Nongut, which is like the um, you know, it's a German grocery store. And they were just ne next to the, where they sell the normal like, you know, chicken thighs and stuff. They were just yeah. like boom, Schweinshaxe. And I was like Let's try it. Yeah. But then I looked at the, I was super hungry and I was like, I looked at the directions and it was like 60 minutes. Like, yeah, okay, that's fine. And so I went home, but I noticed it was like 60 minutes at uh, like 200, but then another 90 minutes at 220. Oh, or so. And I was like, oh God, it's like I had to wait two and a half hours for that thing. 
and worth then, it? Yeah, and, but I completely forgot to make any like sides or anything, so it was just this big, <laughs> just chunk of meat, just like eating this like a slob. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it was pretty fantastic. Awesome. Well done. Yeah, and then on uh, Monday night, my girlfriend and her parents swung by just for the night because uh, instead of getting a a train back her parents who were going to go on a road trip anyway said like oh well we're going to be going by berlin anyways on our road trip we'll just drop you off that's awesome um anyways and i was able to give whiskey to uh my girlfriend's mom for the first time it was her first whiskey oh nice yeah and she actually enjoyed it really yeah that's surprising because well, well, i was like okay i'm looking at these like 60 bottles of whiskey whatever 70 whatever it is and i'm like well what's like the best first impression and what'd you give her yeah i was gonna say if you could guess what i gave her green spot Yellow spot. Yellow spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have given a red spot, but I don't have red spot. But yeah, I was like, okay, yellow spot. It's that's pretty as smooth. And I think for a new whiskey drinker, I don't want to give him something too heavy, smoky right. or something. So it's like, also an AGDW favorite. Yeah. The spot whiskeys. Yeah. She loved it. So nice. Good, good first uh, whiskey, you know. And I also heard about the unfortunate termination of retirement of Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Brady's out of retirement. The uh, retirement. The unretirement. The unretirement. So, um, Rest of the NFL is not very happy about that, I'm assuming. But hey, he's playing. Buccaneers are playing in uh, Munich next season, so I'm gonna try to get some tickets and go see my boy Tom. Yeah, but yeah. How was how was how was your weekend? Yeah, it was good. Uh, finally, the weather is getting better. It's been warm. It's been super sunny. So uh, my girlfriend and I went for a nice. Everybody walk. keep in mind by warm, <laughs> they're meaning like. I mean March it's, warm. It's, it's still cold. It's not warm. It's all yeah. like 13 yeah. degrees. Yeah. Right? Instead of being zero degrees and freezing, it's not that. But yeah, it's still I, cold. I retired my winter boots. I retired my winter jacket. I wear my leather Dude, jacket. My premature, sneaks. premature man. Wearing my sneaks. So I went for a nice walk and we got breakfast at this place nearby that had um, breakfast tacos, which were incredible. And then. Uh, we decided to go get some plants because now it's a good time to plant things for the summer. So we went to this giant plant shop in Berlin called the Honda. And uh, it's amazing there. There's so many. It sounded a lot plants. like you said the Honda. The Hollander. <laughs> the Hollander. You went, to, uh, you went to the local Honda dealership. Went to the local Honda dealership. <laughs> Got myself a CRV because I'm ready for whatever life takes. <laughs> but in the back... Was a lot, it, was a, it was a wide variety of uh, plants. Yeah, and, so we got, we got a lot. I got one plant that uh, it's growing from a coconut. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you saw me the picture of it. It's yeah. actually, and now ima- whatever you're matching in your head, it's exactly that. It's, it's, a, a, it's, it's like the, a huge coconut, though. It's like the size of a basketball. Yeah, it seems it's, like. it's, it's a, a big boy. It's not that big, but it's a pretty it's, big coconut yeah. with like giant leaves coming out. It's amazing. It's super cool looking. I have no idea how to take care of it, but we'll figure that out. Um, yeah, so that was nice. And then we kind of, you know, did a bit of spring cleaning and uh, relaxed. And on Sunday, we went to go uh, volunteer at the Berlin Central Station to help on off for the refugees coming in from Ukraine. Which is awesome, yeah. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. It was interesting. I mean, I mean not cool, but uh, I just thought it was super interesting how well organized it was. And so I served soup all day, served a bunch of borscht, and the people, they seemed really happy to have some food from home, you know? Mm. And um, well, yeah, there well, were um, buses taking them to um, one night to sleep, which was really nice. Uh, it just seemed really well organized. Nice. Yeah. And how, how, how did everyone seem though? Like what was the general disposition of everybody? You know? Yeah. I mean, obviously it was a mix, but it seemed most everyone was kind of just relaxed and just eating. And it, it seemed just kind of like just with their families eating food and kind of like relaxing a bit, mm. but it didn't, there, obviously there are a few people that looked very mentally strained. I mean, God, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was good to talk to some people and, um, and just help, help in a way, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, God. And imagine just the long journey just to get from 
you know, the Ukrainian Polish border to Berlin. I exactly. Mean, so a lot of people really exhausted. tired. Yeah, yeah. exhausted. They just want like, yeah, they just want like food and a warm bed. I mean, yeah, you know, for sure. after all of that. So, but yeah, really awesome. Uh, yeah. And to any of you who are financially able to, you know, um, if you could find the time to send some donations out to whatever charity could, helps them in a more, in the most immediate way. You yeah, know, because, exactly. Uh, if you can't yeah. afford it, you can donate some time. Time is always... Always good thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah. really cool. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. So did that. And then after, um, we're a little bit, you know, just not relaxed after, of course, you know, mm. seeing all this. And so went to the park after and tried to like just chill out a little bit and collect ourselves. Um, yeah. So it was a pretty nice weekend. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've got some whiskey. Now, before we get into it, I just want to mention to all of you, just give you guys a pro tip. So I, we f- I found this place, place called Famfas, yeah, and which is just the same phrase like say you're at a bar and you want something from the tap. Yeah. It's Famfas, like I mean, beer Famfas. Yeah. I mean from the tap, and it, it's a cool place. So now they sell not only whiskey, but they sell rum, cognac, and I think some even olive oil, like any everything liquid, right? I don't even know what cognac is. It's really good. Like if, I've had Hennessy before. Ah, uh, Hennessy's a cognac. That's cognac. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's it's in the same ballpark of whiskey but not not you know what i mean but it's, okay. it's closer to that than like a vodka or whatever anyways you go and they just have huge casks of whiskey and the cool thing is here say say there's a bottle of whiskey you want but it's like 70 euro you don't want to blow 70 euro on a bottle of whiskey here you can go buy as much of any whiskey that you want so say you want 100 milliliters 200 milliliters and you spend 20 euro instead of 70 euro you know what i mean and you can bring your own bottle your own cup whatever They'll fill it up, and and so, so cool. And so it's a nice way to try expensive whiskeys, but on the cheap. You know what I mean? Um, anyways, that's where we ended up getting this bottle of whiskey. Yeah, very cool. So you'll notice on the Instagram or on our website that the uh, the bottle picture is not you know a bottle of the whiskey, but is a bottle. It is a bottle with that whiskey in it, <laughs> True. but it's not the bottle of whiskey that you know you might see in a shop. Uh, so this this is a great way for us because, like we say, we are nonprofit and. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of money, yeah. so it's a good way to save a, save a bit of money and, um, get a nice whiskey at the same time instead of, you know, going to a grocery store and getting a 10 euro bottle of crap that, you know, is just going to be awful. Yeah. Exactly. It's not yeah. worth drinking. So today we have, it's called Mimori. It's a Japanese pure malt whiskey, hey, which yo. I'm very excited about because we haven't had a Japanese whiskey in, I think. And have we ever had time. a Japanese whiskey? We didn't like Never. They're no. all been really super. And look at the color. It is classic. Like lift up the light. It's classic, super light yellow, almost clear yeah, Japanese style whiskey. Yeah. It looks like a uh, a white wine, really. Yeah. Oh, and actually, I, I, I now that I remember uh, a few weeks ago, I looked it up. So apparently, uh, most of the trees that they use in Japan for their um, barrels for their barrels, they the um, whiskey doesn't absorb it as quickly as say like American barrels and all, all the, the, the general barrels that people use in the West. So, okay. that, so that's why a lot less color comes out ah, of the wood. Interesting. And also they mentioned just because um, there's a lot of, a lot of different factors. I guess the, the water they use in Japan is also much clearer than the water that's used in Ireland or <laughs> Scotland. Um, and also Japan is home to the highest elevation distilleries in the world. And at the higher elevation, uh, liquids boil at a lower point because of the pre- atmospheric pressure. Okay. And so that affects the whiskey as well. So I guess there's a lot of different reasons why Japanese whiskey in general is a much lighter it's, color than in the West. Isn't yeah. that incredible how much, yeah. how many different factors go into, like you could distill the same whiskey here versus in Japan or like in Denver and be a different Yeah, the climate whiskey. affects it. Exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, if we continue doing this, there won't be many pops. 
but I will pop this one in a second. But I have a card here. So what's cool, fun fast, they give you a little card about the whiskey. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm not going to read it. It's really small and it's in German. So I'm not going to read that. I'm just going to pop it, which is not a real pop. So here you go. Uh, you know, the summary is it's uh, Japanese whiskey. Yeah. Actually, that's a pop. It's, it's better sound than those little mini ones that like already pre-opened that we open and it just goes. Sure, what's Greg? Do it again. Yeah. Just as many times as you want. Repeatable. Do you want another one? Oh, yeah. Oh, was, yeah, okay. You pushed it. Damn it, I pushed it. Fuck. All right. Thank you. Ooh. It's so clear. Like, f for half a second, I'm like, is that a glass of water, you know? Ooh. Oh, okay. Sorry. Mm, liking the smell so far. That's got a, that's got a Cheers. hefty smell. That is flavorful. It is also strong. Strong and flavorful, good burn. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. Ooh, slow burn, still going down. It's going. Hey, you. Nice. Digging it. So uh, before we get into our topic, listener stories number two, I want to remind everybody to please check out our website. That's agdwpodcast.com. Lots of cool stuff on there. Some extras, some pictures of the whiskey bottles. The actual podcast itself, if you want to listen to it there. It's on there. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're listening on the website right now, Cool. Uh, and also check out our, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> our Instagram, which is at Americans.in.Germany.podcast. Ooh, that was smooth. Lots of stuff on there too. Yeah. Not a lot, but decent amount of stuff, you know. Uh, and that's where we'll be doing our live show. Through, through Instagram on through Instagram. April 6th. That is a Wednesday. April 6th. 7 p.m. German Berlin time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get to the topic. Let's Listener stories it. number yeah. two. So also what we're going to be doing too, we're going to mix in a few of our own stories and anecdotes. Just little tidbits here or there. Just to, you know, so to wet your whistle. Should we start with one of mine or should we start with... Uh, just, yeah, what do you got? What do I got? Okay, so uh, I wrote down a few, a few here. Um, we just want one. So I'm going to talk about my trip to Basel, Switzerland. Ooh, Basel. Yeah. Switzerland, a beautiful yet expensive country. Yes, and that's where the story is going. Okay. <laughs> it's really not that good of a story, to be fair. But let's listen. So um, <laughs> <laughs> one winter day, my girlfriend and I really wanted to go on a holiday somewhere for the weekend. So we went on skyscanner.de to look up the cheapest flights. What's really cool about that website is... You can do like where you're coming from. So you do Berlin and then two and you just put wherever. Oh, and it shows you just what's the budget options that, that exactly. you can go to from Berlin. Yeah. So like the flights on, like all the flights on Saturday, where they're going to go to, like listed by price. So let's find the cheapest flight and just go wherever it is, which that was pretty, as long as it's not in Germany. That was, that was the criteria. Ooh. So uh, we found out that Basel, Switzerland was like, it was like a 50 year old flight round trip or something like that. So like, nice. cool. Looks like we're going to Basel next weekend or two weekends, whatever it was. Um, I never been at that point. I've never have been to Switzerland. So I was pretty excited oh, to okay. check it out. Nice. And, uh, yeah. So we go there. It's a pretty short flight and it was only for a weekend, nothing big. And, uh, so the first day, you know, we're walking around and as you're walking through this city of Basel, you can just tell that, you know, this place is a lot of money. Like it's, it's very, very obvious from the right. way people very dress clean and yeah, yeah, super clean. The way that people dress, the shoes they're wearing, the buildings, like, you know, most buildings have like soot on it from cars driving by, whatever. It's yeah. like all of them was like, like power washed yeah. every day. You know, this is so pristine, beautiful. Nice. Not a single like piece of gum on the street. It felt like it was just gorgeously. It's gotta be a cool sight to see though. I mean, yeah, it, it yeah. was, it really was. But what, what was cool is that they also had a Christmas market going on. 
And we're like, sweet, Christmas markets. We love that. Let's go to Switzerland Christmas market. And it was a small little one, not a lot of people. I mean, it's not a huge city anyways. And it was a super nice Christmas market. The glue vine was good. But the glue vine, I think, was like 12 euro each. Whoa, daddy. Plus you had like, you know, the, the fund or the uh, the deposit on the on the glass, which I think was like four euro. And if you're out there for two hours, you're at least having like three glue vine, right? And so you're talking about what? After with two people nearing like 70 like, euro? 70, yeah. 100 euro, just like glue vine, you know? <laughs> So uh, that was a lot, and I was like, oh, right, Switzerland. Mm. Also using the Swiss francs. I didn't know they had different money either. I thought they used the euro, but you I, I didn't really think about slut. it. I know, right? Because <laughs> they don't, you know, they don't use, they're not in the EU or, you know, so it makes sense. But I didn't really think about it. So, yeah, using Swiss francs, which are similar, what is it? I think it's like two Swiss francs to a euro or something like that. They're worth a lot more than a euro, yeah. No, they're worth less. Oh, they used to be worth more. Yeah, they're worth less. Oh, okay. Uh, no, oh, yeah. yeah. But they're, 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 no, not, not far off. Doesn't matter. Anyways, so we had our glue vine. We wanted to have some food there, but it was like, it's too expensive. Let's just go to a restaurant and just walk around and find something. So, you know, walk around the city, having a good time, find one restaurant, and we look at the menu. It was like, okay, no, we, we, I, I can't, I can't afford that. <laughs> Keep walking, another restaurant. Like, yeah, okay. And then it then gets to the point. It's like an hour and a half of walking around. Just, yeah. like, I, I got to eat. Like, I yeah. have to eat now. I'm, I'm yeah. getting hangry. We see like this little window and it's kind of looked really cozy inside, like, kind of like a bar, but I saw they were yeah. eating food. So like, that could be nice. It's a bar with food, so maybe it's cheaper, right. you know? And it looked super cozy. It was like in a basement. It's like simpler food, bar food, you know? Yeah. Right. We sit down, order a beer and a wine, which of course is like, I don't know, eight. It doesn't like, just ridiculous. And then we see on the menu, there's fondue. Fondue for two. And I was like, hey, we're in Switzerland. We got to eat some fondue. Like, well, fondue for dinner. Well, some bread and cheese for dinner. That's fun. Yeah. But the fondue for two was like 55 euro, I think, or something like this. That was a cheap option? That was a cheap one. And this, oh, is, okay. this is bread and melted cheese, man. Like the cost of this food is probably three euro total. <laughs> it's bread and cheese. Like relax. <laughs> um, so, so the waiter comes by and we look at him like, hey, sorry. But are we able to get the fondue for one, but for two of us? And he looks at us. And like, he, he, you know, we talked to Bass, where we were from. It was like Berlin, whatever. Mm. He looked at us like. Yeah, I understand. It's okay. We can, we can do that for you. <laughs> like even he knew the prices yeah. were ridiculous. Yeah, especially compared to like Berlin, where stuff's pretty dirt cheap. Yeah. Yeah, if you had fondue in Berlin, it would have cost you six euros like that. I mean, it's bread and cheese, man. Mm. Like for a steak, whatever I get, it can be more expensive. But for bread and cheese, for probably the cheapest meal you could probably make in Switzerland. So uh, yeah, that was pretty fun. And the rest of Basel was beautiful. We actually walked to the because uh, it's right on the border to France. So we walked right over to the French border and like took a bunch of photos of jumping over. I thought it was really fun. Oh, look at you guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, when, how often do you walk to another country? That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. And we just walked over to France for a bit, hung out there. And by hung out there, it was like an industrial park. Did, you, really go, did you go eat in France and it was way cheaper because it was on the Euro? That would have been a good idea, but no, we did Because <laughs> like the, the border, there's like, you got to walk really far to actually get into like anywhere towards France. Oh, you know gotcha. I mean? Across I, I the border. Say, every meal you should have just walked into France, eaten and come back to Basel. Didn't even think of it, to be honest. But when, yeah, when you cross the border, it was like, another few kilometers of like nothingness. You know what I mean? It's on, a, mm. it was on the water. So it's like an industrial park and businesses and offices. So not really like anything, uh, you know, cultural wise. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I do recommend going to Switzerland and or Basel. Um, I guess and Basel cause it's, it's in Switzerland, I mean, but, it's, uh, it's, it's a great place and yeah. I really recommend it, but man, bring some money. Yeah, I'd say if you're on a budget, you might need to skip Switzerland or do it very quickly because it it, <laughs> it freaking adds up. When I was 18 on a backpacking trip, like one of the like 10 cities or 10 countries we were going was, was Switzerland. And we, we went to Interlaken, which is like the place that's with Interlaken means between two lakes. So oh. it's a place with two lakes and a little village in between. And so that's we cool. 
And again, same, like we didn't, we had no idea about, because we'd been in Germany and whatever, and you know, prices were little bit more than the u.s right. and you know it's expensive but you don't realize like to what extent yeah, how so, expensive it is so you ridiculous. get there yeah but we were like 18 year olds on a budget and we were, we were planning on spending five days there but then we got there and we turned five days into two days because we were like we just can't afford and i remember the first day we saying we were like walking around can't afford that can't afford that friend like dude let's just go to mcdonald's like we can't afford anything so we went to mcdonald's and we're like doing the conversion and even like the cheapest meal at McDonald's was like 12 or 13 euro. And we're like, Jesus, oh my God, yeah, like even the McDonald's was not even the cheap, the cheap option. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, but I mean, interlocking and, and I think the, it's at the base of the Jungfrau, uh, mountain, which is gore, absolutely gorgeous. The whole, Switzerland's gorgeous. I, Switzerland not, is probably one of the most beautiful places yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Worth not, visiting, but dear Lord, do they put a price tag on that beauty? Oh my. <laughs> I mean, Hey, might as well. Right. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> not, not like they need it. You know, that will, that. Oh, that Nazi gold. <laughs> uh, let's move on to a listener story now. Let's do it. Will. Yeah. So this is from Chris with a K. Ooh. At the beginning. It's like a silent K. So, <laughs> what would it be? Riss then? C-H-R-I-S-K. Chris. No, it's just normal Chris. So it's from Chris. And again, we're going to read these verbatim and then we're going to, you know, talk about it. From the southwest to the northeast and back, I myself moved to Berlin 17 years ago from the most distant German city of Freiburg. Hey, just talking about Freiburg last episode. Go check that episode out. Check it out. Located next to Switzerland and France. Ah, now we know where it is. Yeah, we didn't know that. We kept saying, oh, it's in the north of Germany. Nope. Nope. Dead wrong. I noticed that a solar radiation in Berlin is weaker. Wait, what? (laughs) Hold on. I I, I, I think you read that wrong. I, I read that right. I noticed that the solar radiation. Oh, you said you said that a uh, solar radiation. You didn't say I. I, it's, I the, noticed that that the solar radiation. I don't, well, okay, so all right, we're, I'm gonna roll with it. Solar radiation <laughs> yeah, in Berlin is weaker, which is kind of pleasant in summer. I, I think in the it's like the complicated way of saying it's not as hot. The sun, the sun ain't so intense. <laughs> yeah, but then winter came, and I learned how much you can really miss the sun. Yeah, mm. the weather and the temperature difference was not that big, but the intensity of the light was much weaker than what I was used to. Yeah, well, because in Berlin we get no light; it's just cloudy the whole yeah, time. What's the light? whole winter? Yeah, <laughs> doesn't exist. <laughs> so after a few years, I found out that you can fly to Mallorca really cheap. The most expensive thing is usually the overnight stay. Here was a great solution to survive the winter. I got up at 4.45 a.m., flew to Mallorca at 7.15, arrived at 10.30, walked from the airport straight to the beach in 40 minutes, bought some food, rented a bike, and drove to my favorite cliff. Usually, it was between 15 and 20 degrees Celsius. That's pretty nice. Yeah. And sunny in the Espe- afternoon. Especially in the, talking about like dead winter. Yeah. Like so that's, that's really nice. Yeah. That's amazing. All the empty villas behind me, south Mallorca, and the sea 50 meters below me with a spectacular view. I laid there and tanned myself for three to four hours. Then I flew home at 8 p.m. and was in bed by midnight. Okay, so, wow. he, so he's like he's in Berlin in the morning, flies to Mallorca, enjoys the beach for a few hours, then flies back to Berlin the same day. Interesting. This cost me 30 euro, including the rent for a bike. At the moment, that's not bad at all. No, yeah. At the moment, as I was sitting on this cliff, 2,000 kilometers from home, the sun driving away the winter for a few hours, knowing that I slept at home last night and will sleep at home again next night. I sometimes thought, you know what? They've already invented. <laughs> they're <laughs> they have already invented beaming. <laughs> I did these day trips almost weekly from October to March. Today, I don't do them that often anymore, and I stay in Spain for a night or two. But those were great times. Also interesting, Mallorca is two times as far and in any direction from Freiburg. I think I even saw my parents' house from the plane once. (laughs) That's pretty interesting. I mean, 
I don't want to ask Chris what your carbon footprint is, but that's a pretty cool story. Uh, I mean, it does show, like, because he's not wrong. Like, I, I've flown to America once with a 25-year-old round-trip ticket, and it's like, it's not 20 minutes. It's a two-hour flight or something like that. So so you can get some really cheap, and I'm talking about a 25-year-old flight, but in the summer. So you, I, you can I just can't flight. imagine, like, just... Just as just as going to airports always such a thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd have to do it twice in one day. Yeah, I mean to be fair, they probably did this from Tegel when Tegel was open, because at Tegel you don't need to like get it there that early. You can arrive twenty minutes before your flight. Yeah, if if it was Tegel, then I can understand because Tegel used to be you could you could literally just like show up, walk walk, walk straight onto the plane. Yeah, I mean like I get I get I totally get what he's doing because. I mean, it's not until you've lived in Berlin during the winter that you realize like how, like, I think a lot of people, the first thing they say about the Berlin winter is how depressing it is. It not, is. Not because of the cold. It's just the lack of sun or blue sky because it's, it's just very constantly cloudy. And maybe once every two weeks, you have like an hour or two of blue sky. Maybe. So I totally get how you desperately just want some warmth and some sun. Um, but I don't know. But he, he said he was doing this almost weekly for several months. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, even at thirty euro a pop, that's a lot of money. So I mean, if you're financially able to, then I'd say like more power to you. But I think if you're on a budget, that money would add up. I mean, uh, to yeah. be fair, if you're just going there to chill on the beach and not really spend that much money while you're there, thirty euro on a weekend's like less what you spend for like beer at a bar. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. If you're just going to lay down, yeah, it's it's not bad. But I think I'd have to try it once just to see like how much of a hassle is all the airports and the and the buses and all I mean, that kind of stuff, and, and then. It, is the lounging worth it? Now, I don't know. Dead in the winter. It is a fun story to, yeah. for sure. I mean, to be able to lounge in the sun on dead of winter like that, I could feel amazing. I, I've always wanted something similar where I want to go to Finland for a day because that's the closest. Helsinki <laughs> is the closest Taco Bell. <laughs> so I, th I thought about flying to Finland, getting some Taco Bell, and then flying oh back God. the same day. What if it's like awful, tastes nothing like the Taco Bells of this day? Oh, no, I've been to that Taco Bell when I was in Finland last time. I went oh. there like three times. And it was good? Yeah, it was good. Oh, nice. And, you know, I don't want to have done this like diarrhea on the plane back. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it does kind of go to show like how interesting it is to live in Berlin because you are so close to so many countries around you yeah. that you can literally fly to another country for a day and then fly back and go to bed that night. That's super cool, actually. Yeah, and with these kind of discount, I think I've done it one, for work once. I had to go have a meeting in Munich and they sent me to Munich and I flew to Munich and then flew back the same day. And when you do any, when you fly anywhere the back and forth the same day, it's so weird on your body just because your brain can almost not comprehend that you're <laughs> in these two places that are so physically far away, but yeah. like in the same moment, like you're, you're, you're you just don't know what to do with that information, you know? It's uh, it's weird. But I totally get where he's coming from because every Christmas when I fly home to visit um, my dad and I'm in uh, Southern California, yeah, though that like few days is such like a beautiful break from the Berlin winter because oh, I, I go there and it's like 25, 26. You, I'm just wearing a t-shirt versus wearing 50 layers in Berlin. And it's it's like, even for those few days, it's such a nice break. So I totally, I totally get why he'd want to do this. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about it right now in the past few weeks, since it's been sunny, you know, yeah, for about 10 days now, um, just waking up in the morning to brightness, my mood is just so much better. I have way more energy. I feel mm. better. Like my... My mental health is definitely like sure yeah. healthier. Uh, it does make a big difference, and the Berlin winters can be brutal. So um, I mean, we've warned everyone listening to the show a million times. But but it's totally survivable. I mean, we, we, it's survivable. Like it's, you got to keep yourself busy, and, and you got to you got to force yourself to just get out of the house and to do stuff. And yeah. it's not as bad. Really, there's, there's, I mean, at least it's still Berlin. There's still lots of things to do. At least sure, uh, minimum. But uh, that's that's a pretty 
Chris, like more power to you, man. That's, yeah. And especially in the winter, you want to take care of your mental health. If you want to fly once a weekend to go to Mallorca, hey. And actually, now that I'm remembering, I'm pretty sure he's actually sent us pictures as well from his trips to Mallorca. So uh, uh, I'll have to maybe talk to him, see if he allows us to put those on the extras page on the yeah, website. Yeah, true. So people can see his, uh, his little one-day journeys. Really cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, next, this is from... This is from Eva Maria. Or Eva Maria. Yeah, probably, yeah, you're probably right. Eva Maria. I, I love or that she's name. German. It's not Eva. It's Eva with an F. True. Eva. I don't know where she's from, but... Eva Maria. I love the name. I keep saying it like it's time, but uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Hey, you two. Hello. Uh, my abroad story for your episode. Hopefully it is suitable. I am from Germany and grew up near the Dutch border. Eva. Eva. <laughs> uh, grew up near the Dutch border and I learned Dutch at school. In the 11th grade, we had a student's exchange with a school in, Gro- oh, I should look this up, Groning- Groning- Gro- Groningen. Groningen, which I'm guessing is in Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The student's exchange. It is. I have heard of that. Okay. During the time in the Netherlands, my exchange partner and I went to an event from her music school. I normally talked to Dutch, I normally talked to Dutch in them, and after a while, my partner told the others that I am German. They all freaked out and found it so cool how well I spoke I spoke Dutch, and that they didn't know they did, so like they didn't even know that she was German until oh, wow. they revealed it. It was a really nice experience. That wow. is nice. Yeah, I mean, it just shows you like language can connect to you in such amazing ways, you know? I mean, again, she could have whipped out her English or her German and they probably would have known. But like just her knowing Dutch, but also at that level. Yeah. Like it it brought it brought her and and these other student exchange students together in a way that it wouldn't happen if you're doing it in a different language, I mean, you know. That's got to be an incredible feeling. Like, I love when I speak German to somebody and they don't automatically know that I'm American. Mm. Or like I, I was getting a haircut a while ago. Obviously, I've got my haircut in years, <laughs> years now. Uh, but back when he used to get haircuts, my uh, my he, he's bald. That's why. <laughs> I'm the exact opposite of bald. <laughs> no, he, he has hair to spare. If you want to buy some, just you know. Hit me up. Yeah, I'll, I'll save you some hair. Hit up Alex's PayPal. He'll yeah, he'll. I'll save you some he'll hair. He'll give you a little slice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he we we were just talking and um, he didn't know I wasn't German. Oh wow! Which now, my accent is not that good, so yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I do not speak. I think German's also his second language too. Uh, okay, but it's still like a very good feeling. Oh, I mean, to, it's to such a compliment. It is a compliment. Or you know, um, after wrestling, because I've been wrestling recently. Um, I, I was trying to get out because it's at a school after after night at night and like the gate was locked so I had to wait for the trainer to unlock it but he was showering mm. so anyway I was talking to one of the guys there who's from Berlin and I realized like we had a really long conversation about you know where I was from where he's from what he does work whatever and I just came home and I was just super elated because I'm like alright I can speak German I can just do this and have conversations with yeah, random people your German is from great, Berlin yeah. it's just like it's such a fantastic feeling to master and I, I don't even think I mastered it yet. My German's decent, but like to be able just to be conversational and talk to people, it's an incredible feeling. Yeah, I mean, and again, all those conversations could have probably happened. They probably knew English or whatever, but doing it in German in his mother tongue again, it's like yeah. it's a completely different level of experience for and, sure. Yeah, and it really changes uh, your, you know, like how people receive you. I'd say, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean, you know, at any time. You know, like you or me talk to somebody in German and then, you know, somewhere in the conversation, the person asks like, oh, where are you from? And you say from America. And like, oh, and you know German as well. Oh, like, you know, like, and they're surprised, but it's surprised like 
it might sound like maybe a little condescending, but it's more like, but it makes you feel good because they're, they're surprised in a good way. They're like, oh, you took the time to learn some German. That's nice. Right, you know, I, like I have a, noticed though when you say you're American, they get very like, oh, you're American yeah. and you learn another language. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, fair dues. We don't really do second languages that well in the United States. But I mean, it happened when we were in, um, when we were skiing in Poland, one of the guys who came to fix something in the house. Oh, true. His buddy, true, yeah. And we were talking to him. He asked where we were from. We are like, oh, yeah, Turkey, American. And he was like flabbergasted. Remember, remember, he, remember he asked you like, because you, you said America. And then he said like, but born in America? And you're like, yeah. And then I moved to Germany like a few years ago. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he was flabbergasted. I mean, yeah. he didn't say anything about, about our Turkish friends speaking German. He was like, you're American and you speak Deutsch? <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you, you get that as an American, it happens. Yeah, and I'd say for any Americans out there who are looking to move to Germany, like we said, technically you don't need German, but I mean, if you really want to connect with people and get, gain quick respect from people, learn, learn, learn some German. Yeah, and also, you know, like I said, after, after the wrestling thing, it's just so nice to be able to connect to people in their own home language where you're not the other all the time, you know? You are yeah. now in that culture, talking to people from that culture. It, it just feels way different. It's a way different experience. Yeah, and you don't want to be like that, you know. Like, I mean, my my German's okay, but I have situations where I'm talking with people, and then we hit like a topic or something that I just I just don't know the German for, and and to just have to stand there really quiet and shy and just kind of not like you know it's like you're kind of understand you're not understanding what they're saying but yeah. you can't really join in the conversation that sucks it's a really sh- like sucky feeling because you're like i can't show them my personality you know what i mean like i'm you know like like or you you could you or you you see a spot where you could, there's easily a joke you could throw in but you're like i don't quite know what that is in german and then the, the, then the moment passes you know and they're like damn it you know and and it's a shitty feeling so i would say, I'd say definitely you know uh get that german Rocking and rolling earlier rather than later because it, it'll it'll make you feel better that you can just jump in like you said you know with the, with your wrestling pals and look at that we're throwing in uh, tips as well as stories oh always come up with something new educational <laughs> AGW podcast <laughs> all right let's do another one let's do it this is from what's S- next <laughs> this is not a name I don't think unless unless it, like it's his Insta handle unless Elon Musk is their um, that this is from <laughs> SIG zero one or Sig Sig one true like he's the sick one Sig one. Sick. Yeah. Wicked dope. Uh, hello. They're British now. Okay. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I just discovered your podcast because of Walter's World. Shout out to Walter. Hey, Walter. Hope you're doing all right. Anyways, I heard the episode and want to tell you guys about a few mistakes I've done while visiting London. Ooh. <laughs> visiting London. I told you they're British. No, they're visiting. <laughs> Mind you, I am a small towner in Texas exposed to little diversity. No offense, I promise. That's, that's, they wrote that, not me. Um, but I was shocked to see many Middle Eastern Indians and Africans in London. I was surprised because in my hometown, there are not many of them. I was shocked to me. It was, it was, oh, it was a shock to me because I was expecting to see quote unquote white Londoners. And I think it's important for other people to know how diverse London is. Yeah. Second, the underground transportation is shut down on Sundays. So we struggled to get to the airport. We could have taken a taxi, but we thought taking a bus would have been cheaper, but it was not. <laughs> it took us downtown to take an underground train and charge us 40 pounds to ride the train to the airport and spend a total of 80 pounds. Wow, that's like 110 euro. Uh, 80 pounds with two one-day passes with the train tickets. So he, he did it wrong, um, basically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Things like if he had known about that the, the, uh, the underground, the metro, as they call it, 
get your oyster card. Um, if, if he if he had knew, known that that was shut down on Sundays, he could have found like the proper route. But right. since it's kind of like last minute, you get stuck doing these last minute things, and he ended up spending three times as much as he should have to get where he was going. You know that sucks. And, and I think they make an interesting point from the first point about the diversity of London and of like a lot of Europe actually, is I feel like that especially from a small town in the States, you kind of have your views on Europe and you're like, yeah, it's mostly just a bunch of white people, but uh, it's a very diverse, it's a super diverse continent. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have people coming from, from, you know, it's kind of in the middle, you know, you have the, of like, you have Middle East right there, Africa's right below, the Americas to the left, or to the east, to the west, oh my God, <laughs> to the west. Uh, it's everyone coming in, so it's like, it's a very diverse place and I, I can understand, I guess, where they're coming from, but uh, yeah, don't expect, don't, your stereotypes aren't true, pretty much. Yeah, and plus, it's so easy to travel. I mean, you have Germans living in Romania, Romanians living in Netherlands, you know, like, everybody's all over you know it's not yeah. like everybody's sticking to their very homogenized little worlds you know what i mean exactly I mean, I mean, in in some cases yeah but in general it's like this and you know and and i mean yeah england and london especially has such a rich history of immigrants from uh, pakistan india eastern europe all over you know what i mean yeah, uh, yeah africa i mean um i mean yeah berlin alone has people from 170 different countries or something like that i think when we looked it up it was um, Berlin, it's like seven or 800,000 Berliners are foreigners. So you're talking yeah. about like uh, almost a fifth of Berlin. At one out of every five people is a non-German. You know Exactly. I mean? That's why so, we're doing expat cast for yeah. all 800,000 of them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. And he, he continues or they continue. Um, I want to share one mistake if that is okay. It is okay. Wait, but I... Th- the other, the other, that wasn't a mistake just before? <laughs> I think it was the second mistake. It's <laughs> the second mistake. Okay. Uh, so we saw a machine of SIM cards, and my boyfriend spent 50 pounds on a SIM card Ooh, nope. with the services, I forgot which one specifically, to be on a safe side to get an Uber. We were afraid of the scam taxi, so we wanted an Uber. Turns out we didn't need to use the app because we drove the black cabbie and got to our hotel. Just around the block from our hotel, it was the same company of SIM cards, and we could get... 10 wait we could get 10 it for free and just pay for the service instead of buying at the airport ah okay so they bought the sim card at the airport for 50 pounds mm. when they could have gotten a lot more for way cheaper uh take a little neat or a long pointy stick to open your sim card we struggled but learned <laughs> that is true because i have an american sim card and my german sim card and every time i fly i always bring a um uh a paperclip with me yeah. so that way in my wallet so that way when I land in the States I can you know pop open that little door to switch the SIM cards um, but yeah I mean things like in Berlin I know you can go to like a grocery store and for like 5 euro 10 euro get a SIM card like it's a 5 it euro like 200 bags of data or something yeah it already has some stuff loaded on it you know and spe- and he mentioned um, the uh, trying to get a proper she, she mentioned getting a proper uh, cab in London so that's actually perfect intro into one of my stories. Ooh, nice. Jeff story time. This is uh, years ago. The first few years I was living, living in Austria slash Germany. I used to visit London a lot. And this one time I flew in, I can't remember where, but it's one of the airports that's out in the middle. It was like Stansted, I think, um, which is, you know, like hour and a half from London proper, you know? Okay. Um, and I'm cheap, you know, early twenties. So I, you know, I just take a, yeah, you're still cheap now. Th- th- yeah, I'm still cheap now. But I, I <laughs> took one of the, um, kind of the buses where it's like, you know, nine pounds or, you know, some cheap price, you know, but you know, it takes a while. And I had landed late. It's like 11 PM taking the bus. Um, and it takes like, you know, like I said, an hour or so to get into town. So, you know, it's late. I've been traveling. I fall asleep on the bus. 
Great. Suddenly I wake up to what I think is him announcing my stop. It sounded a lot like the name of my stop. And I'm, and you know, and I'm in that frazzled waking up state, you know, yeah, I used to jump off the, and it's late at night. And if I'm like, if I miss my stop, I'm screwed because, because it was a Sunday. So there was no, um, subway going there. I, there wasn't other options. See, right? I, I didn't know that a lot of the subway stops on the subway stops on Sundays. Yeah. And it's not really, that open, sucks. it's not open late. Um, so really? I, I think it's, I, I want to say like, 11, 11 30 it closes. I've double checked this, but it's not like a Berlin where it's like just open 24 hours on the weekends, etc. Right. Uh, so, anyways, I hear myself, you know, grabbing a bag. I'm out, the, <laughs> I'm out the door before even like double checking anything, right? So, I'm out the, and he closes the door the second I'm out. And then I kind of look around and I realize like this is not my stop. Shit. Like, I heard this wrong. I have no, and this is, I think this is pre uh, sell iPhones. So, there's no like, quickly checking where I am like so I have no idea where in relation to my actual stop where my hotel I am oh man I'm just in the outskirts of London somewhere it's dark it's like 11 30 close to midnight there's nobody on the street it's sketch you know and I'm like oh god where am I where am I so I, I walk like a minute in one direction and I kind of meet what looks like kind of like a bigger street even though it's still dead yeah but I see like um like four or five taxis kind of just parked so they're waiting waiting for people I'm like, oh, God. And, and for me to pay for taxi sucks, but I got to do it. I, I don't know why. You literally have no other option. You literally don't have yeah. another option. So I'm starting to walk over to taxis, and this one guy who's kind of standing leaning against a pole, he, go, he goes, oh, hey, man, you need a taxi? And I'm like, yeah. And so, and so I'm like, just assume, taxi driver. So I'm like, cool. So starts walking me over to like the general taxi area. We walk past those taxis into kind of this back alley, start walking down it, and then they're like, okay, here's the guy's van, great. As we're getting in, though, I'm like, mm, okay, there, there's no, uh, there's no um, fare meter inside. There's no taxi light on the. the yeah, Jeff, that's not a taxi. Yeah, that's just a van. I know. There's no signage now. The, and I think he even mentioned these are what are called like black taxis. Now these are pretty prevalent in London, and what they do is they screw over tourists, that's, and, or and or rob you or do bad things to you. Um, these are unlicensed. These are just normal people who are not a part of the system. Not not the actual black taxis that you have in London. Not like the nice. Taxes. No, 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 yeah, these are these are like black, as in you know, the, you remember that phrase in Berlin when you write off the tickets, like right, right. In black, like like black. They're off the grid off taxis. Off the grid taxis, and I'm looking around and I'm seeing none of the regalia, whatever you want to say, of yeah. a taxi. So I'm yeah. like, uh, uh. but I don't care about being nice because I, I know a lot of people will just get it anyways. But me, I'm like, you're not a taxi, are you, man? And he's like, well, no, no, it's fine, get in. There. He's like, he's like, he's like, oh, oh man, only twenty pounds, twenty pounds, all good, all good. And I was like, no, no, nope, 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 nope. And I just walked away, and he and he got really pissed. And because again, who knows? He could drive you, and then he drives you in a parking lot, and there's five of his friends waiting for you with a baseball bat. You yeah, know? of course. So and you, you um, don't get in a car with some rando unless it's a taxi driver, I guess. Exactly. So I'm like, beeline it out of there, run back to where those real taxis are, grab one of those. And as this guy was saying, twenty pounds, <laughs> it's about half an hour away, whatever. I take the real taxi. It was about like a four or five minute drive, and it cost me like six or seven pounds. <laughs> so, th- so, even, so even if this guy had taken me to a hotel, he was he was screwing me. It was a, it was a scam. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. And it was and it was again. It was it was totally walkable distance, but without an iPhone or whatever, I you didn't know that. Literally, had no idea where True, I was. You didn't know how far you were. No, no, I, I didn't. All I knew was the name of my hotel and the stop because like because I knew that the bus stop was like right in front of the. So I didn't have to like learn how to right. get there. Anyway, so, guys, so anyways, uh, guys, watch out. So it's good to have your wits upon you, your street, your street knowledge, street smarts. Um, and, yeah. and, and always follow your gut. My gut told me that this is wrong. This is not a real taxi. And I followed that. I'm not saying I always follow my gut, but I would say anytime I don't, I regret it. So always follow your gut. Yeah. Don't be afraid of hurting people's feelings. Does not matter. No, Just keep, your, your keep life, yourself alive. Your life yeah. matters. Exactly. All right. Next story. Next story. This is, this from, is from Caitlin. Caitlin. 
Uh, here we go. Did you read the last one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Listening to episode 92, which was, I don't know what that was about. Um, I live in Kansas and it was at the grocery store. I generally don't talk much to people. Okay. So maybe the friendliness. Friendliness, I think. Yeah. I live in Kansas and was at the grocery store. I generally don't talk much to people in random stores, but this man started talking to me about this interaction I just witnessed between him and another person. He didn't know the other person, but what stood out to me is he said, everyone needs a friend. And I was his for that moment. And I thought that was a nice way to think about those small interactions. And I think she's referring to, as we're talking about these kind of um, little friendly interactions you have in the United States. Like that, that last minutes. And, and so that guy actually labeled it really nice. Like, you know, he was basically saying like why he talked to this guy in line. He's just saying like, that guy looked like he needed a friend and I was his friend for, I love for, it. That, for that moment. That's you know? a really and, nice quote. I think everyone should yeah. take with them. Everyone needs a friend and I was his for that moment. For that moment. Yeah, that's actually it. really nice. Um, also, when my German boyfriend was here in 2019, we befriended some people at a German restaurant. So this is in the U.S. Befriended some people at a German restaurant in the U.S. for the night. And they were so sweet, they ended up paying for our dinner. Oh, um, Have never seen or spoken to them again. I don't think American friendliness is fake. I think we just value kindness and politeness, and that translates into small interactions. You know Fair what, enough. Caitlin, I, I love your take on it. I, Absolutely. I, I think it's fantastic. And, and think how that improved. So her boyfriend is German visiting the U.S., something that that would never happen to him in Germany probably happens to him. <laughs> he befriends like the people on the table next to him. They buy his dinner. That's you know crazy. I mean? I mean, like what kind, what kind of a cool night when you befriend locals in the place you're visiting? You yeah. know what I mean? That's, that's super cool. Because that, like, that, that's that a super memory cool. you're going to go and tell your friends about, right? And, and, and I like what she says. I think that Americans value kindness and politeness and that translates into small interactions. And I think that is true. Mm. I think Americans do value that. Uh, for all the faults that America and Americans might have, like anyone else has, yeah. but Americans definitely do value kindness and politeness. Absolutely. And Caitlin, I, I love your positivity. I think it's very refreshing. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I, I thank you, Caitlin, for bringing that in. Yeah. So that's a great last uh, listener story. I think it's a very positive note. Yeah, really nice. Um, let's do one more, mine and yours, and then we'll uh, wrap this guy up. Oh, yeah. So I have a, uh, and also, a, I guess it's positive. Yeah, sure, it's a positive story. It's a very short one. I just want to, it's more, it's more of a PSA than a story. <laughs> okay. But I just want to let people know, um, if you happen to find yourself in a car driving through Poland, mm-hmm. Um, stop at the gas stations and get those hot dogs. Now, now, describe what you mean by, are these standard American hot dogs? These are not standard hot dogs, Jeff. Let me tell you. (laughs) One, uh, Poland is, has great sausages, like fantastic sausages. You know what's funny is, I don't know how it is in Rhode Island, but in the, in the States, like anytime you go to like a hot dog place, you can get, a, usually there's two options. There's the American hot dog and what they call a Polish dog. Oh, really? Same, I don't know. Do you guys have the Costco, that Costco? Yeah, yeah, we have Costco. Yeah, if you go to Costco... Like the one hot dog they have is called the Polish dog. And Interesting. And it's like like this thing that's like the size of your arm. But so so obviously even the states like these Polish dog. Again, I don't know if they basically they're like hot dogs, but they have more like herbs and spices in them. Oh yeah, makes sense. You know, so um, we always bought a Hebrew National for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> kosher. Uh, I didn't keep kosher. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, these these hot dogs in Poland are like they're at literally. I think yeah, literally every gas station we went to, we traveled through Poland and on the way back as well. Mm. Uh, a few years ago and they're like pretty thick long beefy boy and they put it in like this perfectly shaped roll kind of like a roll but cooked a little more crispy and the hot dog fit it wraps around the whole hot dog and it fits right in so first what they do that's what kind of sausage you want and then these hanging sauces from the ceiling and they pour it into the 
bread. They, and they, what do you mean? They, how do you pour a sausage? It's no, liquid, no, the sauce. Form? They pour the sauce oh, oh, into the bread oh, okay. first, and then they put the sausage right in there, and it fits like a glove. So then by the time like they push it all the way, and the sausage is just peeping out the sides. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're so unbelievably delicious for like a euro fifty or like a euro. It's so cheap that like it pretty much fueled us on our whole road trip through Poland. Nice. It's incredible. Um, so yeah, not really the story. I mean, this happened when I was driving from Berlin to Tallinn. Um, but I was a couple Estonia. weekends ago because when we were returning from Poland from our ski trip, True. Misha was like, guys, stop. Get but we had just eaten this huge, massive brunch. I know. I, I, I would If I had known, I, I, but we, we actually we had to eat that food anyways. I was going to say I wouldn't have eaten it, but now we had to get rid of that food. We did. But like, I really wanted one of these dogs. But, um, but anyways, imagine an American hot dog, but with no seam. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Like it. Okay, we got to put a picture on the. We got to put a picture on, on, the, on the extras page. Yeah. All right. Think about a pig's in a blanket, but bigger and better. It's, right. They're, they're they're so unbelievably good for the cheap, stupid gas station food. Fifty that it cents, is. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, if you're driving through Poland, definitely stop and get those. Also, if you're driving through the Balkans, a lot of the gas stations have bars. So there you go. There's a bar attached to the gas station. As there should be. I think that's a terrible idea. In to the middle mix. of a long road trip, what you need is a couple of <laughs> shots of liquid courage. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a place where you fill up your car with fuel, but like driving, and it's also like, hey, have a beer. No, not good. Don't like it. But we did stop at one. And, and I had a beer. I wasn't driving. Okay. My girlfriend, she had a nice tea, and I was like, hey, I have to stop and have a beer at this gas station bar. Yeah. And we did. It was sweet. Oh, actually, it's a good story. Yeah, thanks. Nice. All right, I've got one, which is actually kind of three tiny stories, but they're all connected. So basically, this is kind of like just revealing how, you know, what's that phrase? Like, it's, it's a small world after all, as it they is. say in Disneyland. <laughs> it's a small world. And it's Worst kind of, ride ever. It's kind of about coincidences. So um, these are just a few examples. Or quinkadink, if you will. A quinkadink. Yeah, exactly. Good old quinkadink. Good old quinkadink. So first one starts my the very first time uh, I am going to Europe. This is my first backpacking trip. Landed in Munich, Germany. Uh, I go into more detail about that in a different episode. So go check it out. I mentioned uh, that I had a seizure. More details in the other episode. An episode, whatever number. Whatever. Yeah, go, go find that one. I don't know where it is. Oh, I'll, I'll write it on the extras page if I, if I remember. Um, so anyways. You won't. No, I won't. Uh, so, so anyways, I, I have a... But shortly before I have a seizure, you know, we, we, we check into our, our hostel. As and, you do. And uh, in the hostel, we meet this group of uh, British guys, really cool, fun British guys in the hostel, you know, like a bunch of 18 year olds just meeting people in the hostel, right? Sure. Uh, I, I don't, I don't guess know them that well, but I, you know, I, and then, cause then we go off, I go off my seizure, I end up in the hospital for, <laughs> for a few days as, as it ha- as, as happens. You so, but when I'm in the hospital for a few days, my friend who I'm traveling with is bored. So he becomes pretty chummy with these uh, British guys, right? Um, and then I get out of the hospital and the day I get out of the hospital, those British guys, they're like, oh, okay, guys, uh, we're off to go on the rest of our backpacking trip. You know, enjoy. <laughs> not, not all, see you not, never. Yeah, no, see you never. Exactly. Again, this is before smartphones. There's no, like, really Facebook or anything. You know, there's none of that. So it's kind of like, <laughs> have a good life kind of a thing. Yeah. Don't even mention where they're going. They're just, like, gone. And so from Munich, we go up to, I think it was to, to Berlin. We're there for, like, a few days, whatever. I'm still a little off from, you know, my hospital. <laughs> seizing. Seizing and all that kind of stuff, you know. We're there for maybe a week. I don't even, I couldn't even tell you because I was so weird at that time. Saw a little bit of Berlin, but mostly kind of, like, chilling in the hostel, just trying to, like, rec- recoup. And then we're like, okay, let's, where do we want to go? Eh, let's go to uh, Amsterdam. Cool. So we're off to Amsterdam. We arrive at the train station in Amsterdam. We're walking from the train station to our hostel. 
who do we bump right? Literally, the, who is walking in the other direction right past us? That's wild. It's, and, and it's two weeks later. It's these five guys who we had no idea where they were going. They had no idea where, where we were going. We happened to be at the exact same spot, the same street. And and I remember my friend uh, James was like, I can't remember the name, guy's name. But he's like, you know, Tim. And we all look around. What? Like we all freak, like, how? What's the odds of this? It, yeah. It kind of makes me wonder how often um, I've passed the same person on the streets in my life. It could be like eight times, you know. But you're not paying attention. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Another example. I'm also I'm living in Europe. I'm I may be living in Europe for like two or three years. Heading back to visit my family for Christmas, right? So, and I usually have a connecting flight through uh, Heathrow in London because that's just kind of where most of the connecting flights to the California go. Big airport, right? I'm in, uh, so I go to London, go to Heathrow, do all my changing. You know, Heathrow is huge, do all my walking, get to my gate. It's time for boarding. In the boarding line, waiting in the boarding line, you know, like I'm maybe like five or six people behind. It's Tim. <laughs> no. <laughs> From where they're checking the tickets. You know, I'm just waiting to get, to get, for, to get my ticket tech to go on the plane. And then I'm, Oddly enough, I'm like, I kind of recognize the back of the person standing in front of me. And then I'm like, uh, I'm not going to say the name, but it looks a lot like my friend's stepdad, who I know, who at the time I knew pretty well because uh, my friend's house was kind of the house that you always went to hang out at. Oh, yeah. We all and, had a friend. And the friend's dad was kind of a very young, kind of like hip dad. So he was always hanging out with the guys, even though, you know, even though he's like twice her age, you know, like, like you can drink at my house. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He was, yeah. He didn't care. Like yeah. the mom of Re Regina George. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, so, 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 you know, unlike most friends, dads, like I knew him pretty well. Right. But I'm like, I'm like, is that, and then I kind of, I just tapped the guy on the shoulder and he turns around and, and it's him. And you should have seen the look on his, cause he just, and he just doesn't even understand what's happening. And he's like, Jeff, and he's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, well, I don't did Craig told you, right? Like I moved to your, he's like, yeah, but don't you live in, German, yeah, and I was like, but what are you doing in London? I'm just flying through. He's like, he's like, on this flight. I'm like, yeah. He's like, this time. And again, what are the odds? I could have flown. Yeah, home. right. And and I was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, he's like I was just here for one day for a business trip, and I, I you know, literally like flew in the morning, flying back or flying back now, whatever. And there's like 50 flights from to California from London every day, right? Especially and, Heathrow. It's a huge airport. Huge airport. Not only are we in the same flight, but we happen to be. I'm the person standing behind the freaking fucker. You know what I mean? Like, what are the odds of that? And it was super cool because at the time I was 18 and on the flight back, uh, you're not allowed to buy beer because they go by like American rules on the, right. on, on the way to America, right? Whatever. And of course, my friend was like in business or first class because of a business trip. I'm way off, you know, with the peasants and coach, you know, whatever. Next to the toilet. And I'm like asleep and I get woken up. I'm like, what? And it's my dad's friend, and he's got a like a bottle of London Pride. He's like, "Here you go, man. Like, oh, that's awesome. Got you a beer." And then like, then what a dude. Then walks back. It doesn't even talk to stay to talk. Like, I was just like, "Oh, nice." Um, that's one. And another, just last example, which my dad told me. This is back in the seventies when he was doing his, you know, illegalness in England. Like, remember the last story we yeah, talked about? Yeah. Uh, he was in Austria in in Salzburg, which is the home of uh, Mozart. You know, There's and the, salt. And salt. Um, the uh, there's a Mozart museum, which is like in Mozart's former house. Is there? I think it's the house he was born in. And again, in the 70s, he, he's just he's just out of uni uh, university. He's you know going around Europe, and he's in this museum. Wait, Mozart and, or your dad? <laughs> my dad. Okay. And he's in this museum, 
and he turns and it's Mozart. It's it's like a good friend of his from high school slash college that he knew both, and they but just both happen to be in Europe, happen to be in the same city and in the same like museum and room of same museum at the exact same time. Unbelievable. And neither knew the other was on a trip. You know what I mean? Like, just it just shows you the like the world is huge but small at the same time. It's the insane. world is like a little village. It is. I'm way back one time when I was going to Bremen. I had a, um, not a layover, I mean, it's a plane, like, a, I mean, it's a, it's a train, but I guess kind of a layover in Hamburg. I did book, yeah, I booked seats on the train on the way back. And so from Hamburg to Berlin, I get in my seat and as I'm, well, as I'm walking down to my seat, actually, sorry, as I'm walking down to my seat, I hear this voice. I'm like, I know that voice. And I'm keep walking down and it was the, uh, a group, uh, um, a family in my kindergarten of one of my kids oh my God. with the kids there. Yeah. And I was sitting one row behind them just coincidentally. That's insane. And as we're driving around, he's, um, the, the kid he keeps looking back at me <laughs> and I was like, keep waving, whatever. It's, it's kind of awkward, you know, cause yeah. like, I know you, I'm with you every day, but we're also on a train together and I know you're in a professional context, not in like a, but like I let them do their thing. I get my headphones in kind of like try to be to well, myself. Isn't it weird because you know, obviously this is your day off, right? Don't, right. don't for half a second you feel like, oh God, now I'm at work again because here's the kid I work well, with. Yes, you know, and yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I love the kids. I love the family. They're really mm-hmm. cool family. But even the dad's like, hey, quiet. Alex has his day off now. But you know, I, I, hung, out, I hung out with the kid a little bit. Uh, we took a photo together. And uh, every uh, weekend, one child gets to take home Susie, which mm-hmm. is our little otter because we're yeah. the otters. And he actually had Susie that weekend. So, and then after you have Susie home, you take photos with Susie, make a little book about it, which you did with Susie. So now in the book is Susie hung out on a train with Alex. <laughs> it was pretty cool. That's awesome. I, I like when parents are cool. Cause sometimes, uh, when I'm walking with my girlfriend, she'll bump into, you know, families from work. Yeah. And most of the time after like five minutes, they'll kind of like, you know, push the child away and be like, no, no, no this is Saturday. She, you know, she like, she deals with you with enough during work. Like, no, let her be, you know, like, and I, I really find that very, uh, nice, you yeah. know, because it is true. Come on. It's Saturday. And you know, she loves, she loves you guys, but you know, she just wants to go. We need a pause. You need a, pa- break. You need a break. Come on. For yeah. sure. Um, well, thank you all for those stories, guys. That was yes. great. We got through. Yeah. We got through all of them. Uh, we want some more. If, if, if you yeah. guys like this, please send them more stories. We'll do more episodes like this. I, sure. I, I find them super fun. I love yeah. reading. I love reading everyone's stories. Plus, it reminds us that it's not only us uh, fucking up. It happens to everybody. It does happen to everybody. <laughs> we're all we're all fuck ups together. Oh, we can all embrace that. You um, know what didn't fuck up? You know what could fuck this, us this up? Of, oh, could it did not fuck up? What could have fuck us up? Is right. this whiskey? Is this whiskey? Yes. And again, this is called the. It's called the. It's called. Sorry, I was I was hogging the uh, paper. <laughs> it's called the uh, Mimori Japanese Pure Malt. M I M O R I Mimori Japanese Pure Malt Whiskey. Um, yeah, cheers. cheers. It's really good, man. It really is super flavorful. Good burn. Japanese whiskeys never fail. It, I mean, it really doesn't. Yeah, and it, and it's a funny thing because I know a lot of people who. If they saw a whiskey color like this, they would assume it's bad because like, like yeah, could for be. some reason people think like the darker the color, like, oh, it's absorbed more flavor. But it's not it's not true, though. Or, like, or they think like, oh, it's aged 20 years. It has to be good. There's some whiskeys that are aged 20 years that are not good. Like it can right. happen. And some that are six that are surprisingly that good. That are great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, I, I, let's focus more on this, this yeah, specific whiskey. <laughs> this one, it's, it's got a really nice flavor. Uh, it's got the, the burn is super long and deep. Mm. It's, I feel like it's got a bit of a nutty flavor to it. 
Ooh, that's what that is in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got a bit of nutty flavor to it. And um, I don't know. It just really pleases pleases my palate. So I'm going to go with a solid seven. No, just kidding. Eight point. <laughs> oh, I said seven. Eight point. Yeah, you surprised me with the seven. I was like, uh, like you really built it up. And then you're like, so I'm going to go with a four I'm gonna point go with a two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, like an 8.8. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. You know what? I was originally going to give it an eight. But even at an eight, I was like. I was like, I don't know, but because I was trying to be, I, sometimes I'm too, uh, what's the word? Conservative? Yeah, it's conservative yeah. with my numbers. I think I might do an 8.5. That's why I'm doing the points now because I feel like we have, we've had so many sevens and eights. I got to differentiate it a bit. So it's on a high end yeah. of an eight yeah. because pretty much our scale is from like six to 10. So Yeah. I, I'm going to say it's an 8.5, but on a good day, it's a nine. Ooh, okay. Yeah. That, that's nice. going to be my, that's going to be my review. So there it is. The Memori Japanese Pure Malt Whiskey. Good stuff. Uh, from Fass. Really cool. I, I love that we have that option now to get some, to get some, you know, whiskeys, any flavors we want in a bottle. Very cool. Um, and you bring your own bottle and you help the environment. Also. Also your wallet because it saves you money. Also. That's more the reason why I did it. <laughs> exactly. But environment too. Environment too. Yeah. So everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for sending us stories. We love them. I hope everyone is being safe, being healthy, and also being thirsty. There it is. Take care, everybody. Cheers. Do 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 do